Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, and whatever else just happens to pop into our minds. Just a quick reminder, we are an E4 explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm back. And I'm here with my co-host, Austin. I am also back. Austin, you're back with us, and our other co-host is back to Alex. Thank God. Thank God you're back, Jacob. I, I had to improv the hosting duties the last two weeks, and whew, we're our own worst critics or something, right? So, <laughs> Who wants to go first? Open the floor up here. Who's the, who did anything? Um, Put it that not way. it. Um, Austin? <laughs> not it. Not it? Nose goes. I'll go first then because it's yeah, been two weeks. Why don't so I have you tell more to talk us? About, yeah, tell <laughs> us you been? what sort of <laughs> wacky adventures you've been on that you abandoned us for two weeks. Yeah, was it two weeks or was it a week? It was a week, two right? Two weeks. Well, oh, technically. We recorded two episodes back to back. A week, but two weeks in our hearts. Two weeks of recordings. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say. No, I was just a celebratory weekend for myself. I kind of just birthday celebratory weekend. Ah, uh, okay. So, went to, like, an Asian supermarket and splurged on all types of, like, just ramen and stuff like that. Stuff that's hard to get in our area. So, we went away there. Went to a nice restaurant. The greatest gift that was given to me was that football is back. So, I'm happy about that. Football season. (laughs) I thought of you, Jacob. You did? A football game. I turned on TV to switch over to my Switch to watch Pokemon. And it was a game. And I was like, well... I guess instead of watching a football game, I gotta take notes on a Pokemon battle. There you go. This is a normal thing to be doing on a Saturday night. That's right. That's uh, that's typical. There's no games overlapping the Pokemon watching for me. <laughs> I made sure the games got put in. Got watched. Should we have Jacob's football college football section at the end of this episode? We can. Uh, there's. Oh my gosh! I mean, yesterday was crazy. If we want to, I mean, we can save it. But yesterday was crazy for all the football fans out there. Sports you, Corner with Jacob. If you watch college football, there were some major upsets yesterday. It was amazing. Amazing. Give us some details. So, Appalachian State, which is like a small conference team, they're not like, uh, I don't know if they're in the same division as like Georgia and uh, Florida, Texas, uh, and like North Carolina, like the bigger schools. And they went in and they beat the number six team in the country, Texas A&M. At College Station, which is a big deal because that's a very big stadium. They were number six team in the country. They lost to an unranked Appalachian State team. <laughs> oh, no. Do you th- think it's on purpose? Do you th- think, like, when oh, these small no. teams beat these big-name teams, like, do they decide, like, beforehand, like, okay, you're going to win this game? No, not at all because that's an interesting conspiracy theory, and that's actually funny because the betting odds are definitely there for that <laughs> to happen. But that, the bigger schools actually pay the smaller schools to come play them. So Texas A&M paid, if I'm rounding up, I'm going to round up, like $2 million to come to College Station and play them. Dang. So, yeah. And so they beat them. And then Notre Dame lost to Marshall, which is just insane. The number eight team lost to another small conference school, Marshall. And then Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern, another small conference school. So there's three... 
That's never happened. It's like the three-headed horseman. It's just, what? <laughs> Three teams from, I guess they're in the same conference, too, took down these Goliaths yesterday. So, well, Nebraska's not really a Goliath, but they're a big school, so. Sounds like you had a fun time, though, watching those games. I'm not a sports person, so I can't, I can't uh, weigh in too much, but glad you had fun. It's super fun. I played it before, so that uh, definitely spikes my interest in it. When you play it and you're like, oh, I know what's, you know what's really going on. So. Oh, yeah. When we talked about a couple of weeks ago how Austin and I were sitting on the floor of a grocery store reading comic books oh, and yeah. Jacob was out there playing sports like a normal child. Alex? Hmm. Let's see. I know Austin and I... Okay, the biggest thing was the concert, obviously, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we talked about that already, so I'm not going to go back into that. Well, I guess I started playing Let's Go Eevee again. Oh, Christ. Oh, no, God. Here we go. What? What's here we go? What's wrong with an endless adventure? Eevee? I know. <laughs> Did you, you ever, start over ever, and over and, and over, over and over, over? As long as you're enjoying it, it's worth your money and time. That's what yeah. I thought about. I was like, you know what? Who cares? I'm gonna play whatever game I'm gonna play. I don't have a schedule. I'm not gonna confine myself into that box anymore. I'm just gonna play. You, what you've I beaten it, right? No. Oh, never have. Okay. I mean, this I've, is the time. I've beaten red, and you know heart gold i mean all that stuff i mean it's like i know the kanto storyline it's not like it's brand new but i haven't actually beaten let's go eevee no yeah i actually respect the fact that you go back and replay games because that's kind of hard for me to do oh my god i probably shouldn't tell you how i've played each dragon age origin like origins 2 and inquisition like seven or eight times each i know i respect people that can do that because if i know the story i'm just i don't know it's not like the that's not it doesn't it hits different the second time is what I'll say. Well, you're not into RPGs. I think RPGs are a little different because you can do different choices and have different outcomes. Like it's different with a game like Pokemon because it's always going to be the same story no matter what. I mean, you can catch different Pokemon, but ultimately it's the same game. That's true. And I can't do RPGs because I always say I'm going to play a bad guy and I just want to doing the good thing. Like it's we talked about before. <laughs> it is. It's really hard. Ugh. Anything else, Alex, for your week? Um, no, that was all the most exciting thing I've done, I think. Um, yep, that's it. Let's go, Evie. Well, I'm glad we had pretty good weeks, and I'm glad, um, Austin, you just had a relaxing one. It's pretty nice. At one point, I literally was sitting there on the couch staring into space saying, I should be doing something. What should I be doing? Hmm. What can I be doing? And I just kind of sat there for a while. Maybe you should try a crossword. Those are always fun and brain-stimulating. Would you say crossword puzzles? Crossword puzzle, adult coloring book. An adult coloring book. I love that. I got a I got a coloring book Austin got me for when I was recovering. It was a, maybe admittedly not an adult coloring book, but it was a Pokemon coloring book. I literally went through Target and was like, what random crap can I get for Alex? And I saw that and I was like, ooh. I enjoyed it. I love it. Super cute. Speaking of other random stuff, we also there was also a board game included in that care package that we should play, so... Ooh, a board like game, that. Austin. You could play solitaire. That's always fun. We just need to find him a hobby. We're gonna keep disc golf. You ever done disc golf? Um, yeah, I've done it. So enthusiastic. You ever done sailing or anything like that? No, I'm afraid of the water. No, oh, but you know who's not afraid of the water? Lapras. Lapras. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Is this is this it for Orange Island? No. This is, okay. 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 We got four more Pokemon episodes following this. All right. I'll mention the episodes we have from this week, and let me know if I say the first one wrong. Hello, Pumelo. I put Pomelo. 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 Is okay. That, okay. Is that a real thing? I didn't do any research. Hello, Pomelo. Let's Pimelo. find Pimelo. out. I want to think. I want to say that is something. Man, after we leave the Orange Islands, we're no longer going to have our "What kind of orange is this?" And segment here's, that we have every week. You want an orange fact? Yeah. Or actually, a citrus fact. I should say. Okay, the pomelo, cit- pomelo, citrus maxima, is the largest citrus fruit from the family Rudaceae and the principal ancestor of the grapefruit. How Ooh. interesting. Similar in taste to a sweet grapefruit, the pomelo is commonly consumed and used for festive occasions throughout Southeast Asia. As with the grapefruit, phytochemicals in the pomelo have the potential for drug interactions. Ooh, interesting. So, hello, pomelo. Have we given them credit for taking the time to do the research for these titles? I can appreciate it. Okay, I can too. I really can. Just a PSA, by the way, if you're on any kind of like SSRI medications, um, don't eat grapefruit. <gasps> what, really? I never knew that. Yes, really. It can have a, it can have a dangerous drug interaction. What causes that in the grapefruit? Do you know or is it just, you were just told? It's um, something to do with like, okay, this says pomelo may cause adverse effects similar to those caused by grapefruit and some other citrus fruits through the inhibition of cytochrome p450 mediated metabolism of prescription drugs so it's something to do with having too much concentration of the drug in the body and can have a bad effect so just so you know don't drink grapefruit and take certain medications always check with your doctor so the actual fruit is called a pomelo pomelo but this island is pomelo well, Island. sure, it's like nanab berry. It's not like a banana. It's a somewhat related, but not quite. Hmm. Why are All you right. looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how you get nanab from banana. Like it's got banab. Nanab. It's got the same Nan- letters. Not na- na- Banana nanab. It works. Jacob understands, don't you, Jacob? All right, the first episode is Hello, okay. Pomelo. I got, the, I got the randomizer here. Don't take We're sides. Do okay, fine. <laughs> I'm Switzerland. I'm being uh. Austin, you got the 30-second summary challenge for this week. Alex, you got Hello, Pomelo. And then I'll go ahead and drop the second episode. I'll be doing Enter the Dragonite. Ooh, you got the a, best one. Damn. I do have the best one, but I didn't do the good <laughs> note. Did, didn't do it justice with the notes. I'll go ahead and put that out there. Okay, I got a play-by-play for every single thing that happened on the field. <laughs> okay, I'll, ne- I'll announce a general thing that happens, and Austin will do the play-by-play. He'll be my co-host. Okay. All right. It's like you and I are on Sports Center. That's right. We're commentators, which is what you call an everyday potato. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready, Austin? Kind of. Two, one, go! We get to Pomelo, 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 Nanab Island, where Ash is going to be challenging the Supreme Gym Leader, Drake. And first up, it's a Ditto, which Pikachu handily defeats. And then Ash kind of sweeps the rest of his team. And our cliffhanger ending is Lapras versus some other Pokemon that I can't recall without looking at my notes. But it doesn't matter, because now the episode's over, and we're going to continue into part two. Time. That was really bad. No, I thought you had a play-by-play. What happened? I, well, I wasn't looking at my notes as I was doing that. That's all right. 
All right, let's talk about this. This is, okay, definitely a two-parter episode. It's basically one long episode. The Torps are headed to Pumelo Island, where they see a mysterious creature flying along the waves and all of a sudden do a complete 90-degree, like, burst up into the air and disappear. And they're like, ooh, what's that? That was cool, but I'm not quite sure how... I'm not quite sure how Dragonite is that aerodynamic. It's magical? Sure. Yes. Yes, Jacob? Do you remember when Dragonite was as big as, uh, like, Pluto, the planet? The planet. That's right, Jacob. It is a planet. In our no, hearts. No, it's not. In our hearts. Yes, it is. It's a Roman god, but not a planet. <sighs> hey, our uh, our moms got us nine pizzas, okay? They got us noodles. Dang it. So, how... How many times up to this point have we seen Dragonite? Are the Twerps, have they even heard the word Dragonite before? Like, shouldn't they know what a Dragonite is at this point? I think three, right? We have Bill, the movie, and this. Well, the movies don't count, I guess, in the canon. So, like... Except it does. Well, like, they always conveniently forget the movie events always happen, so... That they literally forgot those movie events ever happened. That's true. I don't, like, put them in the same timeline as, like, the show, even though technically, yes... Are we talking about us or the twerps? The twerps. Oh, that's still three, technically. So really, not counting the movie, they've only seen Zero. it once, and that was well, Bill's. The, the, the mysterious Pokemon. Pokemon. Come back, Pokemon. So they've never heard it called Dragonite, and mm-hmm. we never got a clear shot of it. This is like its main appearance, really. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I, I digress. They, they are like, what's that mysterious thing? That was cool. It's like a jet and like flew up into the air. They move along, they get to the Pokemon Center, Ash gets his badges verified, which is kind of in a weird, interesting way, like the guy at the Pokemon Center scans them all with like a checkout line counter scanner thing. He's like, beep, beep, beep. (laughs) I thought that was funny. And then he bites them to make sure they're authentic. Yeah, exactly. I guess they all have like a little chip or something, that middle jewel that all of them have is some kind of like chip that they can scan i don't know like an nfc thing yeah this is better than the pokemon league right didn't we talk about fraud in the pokemon league and yeah with those, it would have been that guy that got his badges stolen like a big dummy when jesse took his box of badges yeah yeah these are tied more to the trainer these particular badges i guess hmm, interesting maybe they got their shit together after they had too many incidents at the indigo league Anyway, Tracy sees another, there's statues of Dragonites all around town. He sees another statue of a Dragonite in the Pokemon Center, and he's like, hmm, that looks familiar. Did Tracy, like, take a dose of something before this episode? Because he's, like, hyper fixated on these Dragonite statues for, like, a good ten minutes. (laughs) The way he was rubbing them was kind of weird. I don't know why. It doesn't go anywhere. I thought we were going to have some, like, mythology something or other, but no. There is... Something for Dragonite, though, right? Like a crazy story. Didn't Is there? Bi- didn't Bill share something like that? About, like, how it ruled the world at some point, or... Did it? I don't know. I thought there was, like, some mythical reason why he loved it so much. Like, it... Let's, okay, let's get Jacob out of that Kabuto costume real quick. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta I find out. I thought there was out. something there. It has been a minute since we've done the Bill Dragonite episode. Plus, that episode had really, really bad audio quality, and you couldn't understand a word we were saying, so we can't exactly remember it. Oh, yeah, that was when we had the massive meltdown with our audio. Good times. I swear there was something. Bulbapedia just says that Bill tells the twerps about his encounter with the mysterious Pokemon he's been tracking for quite some time. 
I'm sure there was some kind of stupid explanation he gave during that. He said the word friend a lot. That's all I remember. Friend. Friend. (laughs) That's like very in Toy Story with the little aliens and they're like, friend or whatever. Do they do that in that movie? You have saved our lives. We are eternally grateful. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I don't see anything specific, but I'm sure, Jacob, that is probably rooted in something because he was obsessed with it in that episode too. Anyway, so Tracy is obsessed with the Dragonite in this episode. Badge Guy takes them around on a tour, which seems kind of weird because I don't know why they keep getting special treatment, but he takes them on a tour to the stadium, which is pretty cool because it looks like the Roman Coliseum, and then also over to the Palace of Victory, also known as the Orange League Hall of Fame. There's more Dragonite statues in there, and that doesn't really go anywhere because the guide starts talking about how the battle that Ash has to have is a full six on six. Yes, Jacob. I like how in this league, the more progression you make, the better you get treated with, like, how people treat you. Like, we went from a weird place with somebody insulting us to weird island with Danny. And then once we get to, like, the fourth one, we're staying at, like, a five-star hotel for free. We got a free <laughs> That's room a great point. With free room service. This one, the guy welcomes you with open arms. He's giving you a grand tour of this beautiful facility. He's letting you do whatever you want. I mean, it's like they treat, they treat them good here. Better than our past uh, league. Ash has a serious case of main characteritis. He gets all the special treatment. Uh, yeah, but he's like the challenger. That makes, that makes perfect sense for them yeah. to be like, well, here's the stadium. Here's what you'll be doing. Yeah, but aren't there other challengers? Like, why is it just him? No. No, there's only it's one. It's just him. This is, okay, we should clarify. This is not like the Pokemon League, like the bracketed competition that we've seen before and since this. This is way more like the actual video game. In fact, I think they were pulling from the game directly because of the Hall of Fame and all that. Mm. Just at any time, you get the badges, you show up, you say, I challenge you, and then you fight the champion. And if you win, you win. That's exactly, I thought for sure, like, in the order of the anime, this should have been first. Like, this would have been better if it was first. And then you went to, like, the Indigo League and you had the Elite Four and all that other stuff. This is, like, more... I don't know, a better starting point for it and letting it grow from here. Like, this would be Ash's entrance pass to a larger competition. Yeah, yeah. like, this is the entry. Like, this is the first test trainers have to pass before they can take on, like, a bigger league and travel further and all that stuff. I honestly just think the Orange Le- Orange League isn't really a league. It's just kind of like a loose association disconnected from the Pokemon League that we know. It's rogue. It's a rogue league. Kind. Of, it's like its own thing. It's like not a real competition. It's just, can you beat these people? Okay. There's a trophy, That's though. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I was like, there's a trophy. You got a little trophy, and you get to have your Polaroid picture in the ancient museum. That's it. I don't know. I mean, this this was okay. I mean, you're right, Austin, and that is sort of a... Well, and we also find out that, that the current reigning league orange league champion has been undefeated for a long long time and so i guess it's pretty rare that anyone even gets all four badges to begin with let alone challenge drake the current champion so i guess this is a special occasion there's like two schools of thought with this either not a lot of people do the league or a lot of trainers can't finish the league there's either not a lot of people trying this because it's not anything special or there's a lot of people try it that just don't do it 
I think a lot of the locals probably try it and then give up. <laughs> After the th- like first one, they're like, I'm done. After they go to the sissy and it's like, you gotta knock down all these soda cans. And they're like, no. <laughs> this is like some stupid fair game. I'm out of here. We kind of get sort of hints of that. Like when we read Electric Tail, Austin, um, or other like side media. I mean, it's kind of said and implied that only, well, not even implied. I think in Electric Tail, they were pretty clear with it. The training that we see, like, with Ash, like, he is a exception. Like, he's the top 10%. Like, most people are hobbyists or they only have one or two Pokemon. They don't go through the league. They don't, certainly don't challenge all the gyms. You know, all that stuff is special. Like, Ash is special. Like, that's not the typical experience. I honestly just think most people don't go to the Orange Islands because it's not an accredited <laughs> league institution. It's out of the way. Yeah. This is just a side trip. It's like a fake school. I mean, Ash should have been back in Pallet giving the GS ball to Oak, as we know, but he had to, we had to sidebar. Well, regardless, Ash is here. He's got his four badges. He's ready to take on that champion. And he has to do it in a six-on-six battle, which is pretty shocking because up till now, we've not done a full six-on-six battle. So that's pretty intense. They deduce that the Dragonite that they saw before was the gym leaders. And oh my gosh, nobody's ever beaten that thing before because it's a powerhouse. And then we cut to Drake and Dragonite and Drake is talking to himself. He's standing in the stadium being very dramatic. I wonder if anyone can beat me this time. I'm like, Does Drake <laughs> just stand in that stadium all day, every day, and repeat that line? I guess so. I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's looking for a worthy challenger. Do people do that in real life? Do they just stand there and like, like have exposition out loud to themselves? I don't know. Real NPC behavior right there. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Or maybe it would have been better if he had just had his mouth shut and we had like an internal like thought sort of monologue going on as he's like wistfully staring at the Dragonite statue. Anyway, regardless, Team Rocket's there. And they're like, we're going to take your Dragonite. And Dragonite shows up and it's like, not today. And Hyper beams their asses out of there. They'll be back, though. They always come back. Unfortunately. Or fortunately, I don't know. They've got some moments. So next day, we're at the Pokemon Center. And Ash is having a bit of a problem because he's trying to get Snorlax to wake up. He miscalculated and fed Snorlax only an hour before, and Nurse Joy comes up and says, well, that's your stupid mistake, because now it's going to be sleeping for days until it's hungry again. Unless it's in critical danger, it's not going to wake up. So we have to come up with, a, like, a plan plan B here. Critical danger? That's what it takes now? Is that what we're going to let happen? Critical danger? That's what she says. Did they just not want to animate Snorlax this week or something? I don't understand why <laughs> this is the case. <laughs> Well, Tauros had to get some screen time. That's why. Uh, okay, okay. So is it worth the trade-off of Storlax or Tauros for you, Alex? Me personally? Yes, you personally. Ooh, that's really hard because I love Snorlax. It's adorable. But I also really like Tauros. I thought it was also very cute. I don't know. I think Snorlax is always going to be number one, but I didn't mind Tauros. I'm glad he picked Tauros over Muck or Kingler. I'll just say that. God, these are all your favorites. Well, I mean... This is an all-star lineup <laughs> for you. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, if I had my way, I would have said, <laughs> get rid of Squirtle and Bulbasaur and Charizard and bring in Tauros, Kingler, and Muck. That's what I would have done. But we got to have the starters. Hmm. What about you guys? Any thoughts on the perfect lineup that you wish had happened? I would have gotten rid of Lapras. Oh, but he... Yeah, he had two water types. That was 
bad move. Well, Lapras is a baby. I feel like it's kind of unfair no. to have it. He had to have Lapras, though, because it knew ice. It knows Ice Beam and Dragon. It's Ice against oh, Dragon. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he yeah. had to have Lapras there. Squirtle, I'd I'd chunk Squirtle out and go get um. I think Kingler would have been better than Squirtle in there. Honestly. Go find Captain Aiden. Hey, here's that Squirtle. Yeah, you can have it. You <laughs> <laughs> can put out fires for you. Well, maybe if Ash would evolve any of his damn Pokemon, we get some shade later. I'll touch on that. I want to save that part. But I'm keeping Snorlax over Tauros, though. I'm creating some kind of critical danger to wake him up for that battle. I mean, Dragonite was the critical danger. Like, would it have woken up for that? I don't know. Regardless, Ash goes with his tried and true starters plus Pikachu plus Lapras and um, Tauros was there. The next day, again, how many days are going by? I don't know. Maybe it's Ash later is just in the day. Stalling. <laughs> He's just yeah. stalling here. <laughs> he. So we find ourselves in the um, stadium. We're finally having our big battle. Drake is currently... Drake is pretty much... I know we said this before. He's pretty much Lance. He looks like Lance. He is Lance. He's late Lance. He's like Lance if Lance lifted. <laughs> Without a cape, too. And without sleeves. Yeah. And he's got a weird, like, belt thing. Kind of look, looks like a chastity belt, but, like, way up on his, like, stomach. That's the championship belt. Is it? That's, that's what you fight for. Uh. Did he steal that belt from the Polyrath? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Somebody needs to, like, get him a personal stylist or something because his outfit needs some work. Misty's on the case. Don't worry. With her suspender. Also, you hate on Misty's outfit every chance you get. Poor it's Misty so with her suspenders. I still defend her to this day. I think she rocks suspenders better than most people. I don't see you wearing suspenders. Yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> anyway, so we get the battle started and we start out with Ditto, which I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on like a champion using a Ditto? We only have 150 Pokemon. Okay, and we haven't seen Ditto in a long time, so. The last time we saw it, it was with Duplica. Ugh. I don't know. I guess it's there's a. Th- I guess it's a good Pokemon to throw off the other trainer if you don't expect it. Like you don't know the lineup because then you're kind of just gonna be. We see you just battle yourself. So I think it strategically wise, I guess it's just to throw the other trainer off. Yeah. So Pikachu versus Ditto. Obviously, Ditto transforms into Pikachu. Somehow Pikachu can't get its shit together and completely like i don't know it looks like he survived like a nuclear explosion after facing down with ditto because he like took two thunder attacks that's eh. and then like a rock crumbles underneath his feet and then he like looks like he got beaten up by like a gang of pokemon like i don't understand it he was like covered in burns and like you know dirt marks and all of you know he was just like completely dying on the field and i was like pikachu what happened to you you're just what level is this ditto i don't know Ultimately, he wins against the Ditto. Congratulations, Pikachu. Yes, Austin. Two things to note. Yes. First of all, when the rocks collapse below Pikachu, Pikachu just kind of falls to the ground. But Drake tells Ditto Chew, you know what to do. Ditto Chew. And so Ditto Chew jumps from rock to rock down to the ground. Ash is going to use that move as one of his standbys for the rest of all time. Jumping off the rocks? Yeah. Well, at least he's 100%. learning from his mistakes. Exactly. This is going to appear for, like, the rest of all time. So I'm just That's noting that. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's a good point. 
Or do y'all not pay close attention to the anime Pokemon battle strategy? Well, not really. <laughs> the battles get better over time. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, this one kind of sucked. It did suck. The other thing was Pikachu defeats Ditto Chu by smacking the shit out of it with his tail. So I'm like, eh, ah, tail, tail smacking. That's some foreshadowing. What, Iron Tail? Yeah. Yeah, he like concentrates the thunderbolt in his tail and like smacks the shit out of Ditto. That's going to become an iconic signature of Pikachu in the future. That and Quick Attack. Don't forget Quick Attack. You're just laying out more reasons, Austin, of why this should have been first. What I'm noting is how the writing of this show is progressing, and that they're fi- they're learning how to fine-tune the sequencing of Pokemon battling, which is something they have hardly done up to this point, and how this is setting a lot of precedents that will- are going to become mainstays for decades to come. I, That's what I'm doing. I have a different theory. Not necessarily okay. the writing getting be- better, I think what they did is at this time, Shonen anime was getting way popular with DBZ and One Piece and stuff coming out. <laughs> so they figured, oh my god, the main character in these just uses the same move over and over again, and people love this. Yeah. So we're just going to take our main character and have him use the same moves over and over again. People eat it up. We'll do that. There you go. So not only did Ash learn, the writers learn. I mean, to be fair, how many of us as children playing the original games just spam the same move over and over I mean, even now, we just spam the same move over and over until you win. Get a bunch of max revives. Okay, so Pikachu wins. Yay, Pikachu. Now it's Onyx versus Squirtle. And Squirtle almost takes the L, but manages to bring it back in when he gets bound up by Onyx's bind. And then he does the withdrawal and does the cool hydro pump out of the holes in his shell. And it's like a spinning top with water flying out of him pretty cool squirtle wins and then it's uh gengar versus tauros austin it was gengar that you did not remember i couldn't recall off the top of my head i'm so sorry it's okay which i thought was kind of an interesting strategy by ash in the first half because it's gengar versus tauros which is a normal type so i was like ah everyone drake the announcer shocked (laughs) tracy misty togepi jesse james meowth um the sun the cloud. <laughs> Everyone is shocked that Ash has selected Tauros to go against Gengar. Because no Pokemon has effective moves against ghost types. Gengar is weak to ground. Tauros knows Fisher. Yeah, but doesn't Gengar have Levitate? Levitate doesn't exist yet because abilities don't exist yet. Well, And Tauros is a normal type, so ghost type moves can't affect Tauros. This was a fucking great choice, and everyone's like, Ash, that fucking moron. That was a boss <laughs> move. I that was I was proud of Ash in that moment. Does it does it work out though? Does the strategy work out though? It doesn't work out, <laughs> but it was a good move call at the time. <laughs> it was a fantastic move. Like I think that might have been Ash's like greatest strategy to date, maybe. I don't know. He also does the right thing later. Because Gengar uses Confuse Ray and Ash recalls Tauros. That was the right call. Well, it's lucky for him that, oh, we forgot to mention that in this six-on-six format, Drake is not allowed to switch his Pokemon at any point during the competition, but Ash can change as often as he likes. Oh, my God. I forgot about that part. That's a serious handicap there. That's I, I don't like that at all. I hate that. It, they should be on equal ground. Yeah, then you're not really cha- You didn't beat the champion. You just, I don't know. That's just, it's just be an asterisk beside it. For sure. Um, what are our thoughts real quick on in the games and stuff like that when 
you're in a match with, like, a gym leader or league, you know, champions or whatever, when they use potions and stuff or revives or whatever, I don't think they use revives, but potions. I use max revives during the league, so I'm fine with it. But what about, but them, but them using it, like... Well, they're computer programs. They can do what they want. I always thought that was kind of cheap. I'm like, you can't just hyper potion your way back into this shit. Well, they handicap them, too, because they have a certain amount of times they can do it. Like, you can buy 100 and use it 100 times. I think the max you see a character use it in the Elite Four maybe, like, two times, two or three times, maybe. Yeah. So they are, like, a little bit of a handicap, so I'm, I'm fine with I think it's more challenging that way. I hate it. It makes me angry. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's part of it. I don't mind it. I guess. I always don't know. I'm a little salty about that. I'm like, you get them down, you know, in the red, and you're like, okay, one more move. And then they use a potion, and I'm like, ah. Oh. You got to strategically get them down to the yellow and then take them out so they don't get in the red. Yeah, you're right. But only, but at a certain point, sometimes in the yellow, like if you get them down just enough, they'll still do it in the yellow. So it's like early yellow, you're fine. Then you got to come in with that super effective. Listen to us. We don't, we like don't understand the metagame and we're like, how dare the, the AIs in the video game use paper <laughs> potions? We're plebs. Everybody knows that by now. Would that have made this battle fair? If Ash could switch Pokemon, but then Drake could use potions. That battle would last forever. That would be amazing. That'd be a 30 episode. We only have two episodes. We got 44 (laughs) minutes. Let's keep going. All right. The battle should be like they are in the game, where they just last 30 minutes and it's everyone just sweating the whole time. (laughs) Cynthia, oh my God. (laughs) That's right. That was 45 minutes right there. Cynthia is on her way. She's coming in the future. Regardless, uh, Tauros gets confused, unfortunately has to be recalled and switched in with Lapras. Yes, Austin? I have to note that in Japan, the Journeys episodes that are airing now is a four-part Ash versus Cynthia battle. Oh, God. No spoilers. There you go. Makes okay. sense. No spoilers. That makes sense. All right. Four parts. Go Jesus. On. All right. We end off with a nightshade from Gengar and an ice beam from Lapras, which results in the cliche explosion cliffhanger like oh my god when the smoke clears who's victorious dun 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 we'll find out next time and then the episode is over for now for now it's a cliffhanger it is all right all right let's uh since they're a cliffhanger we can jump right into the mvp and lvp and the quote for the episode or most viable player least viable player let me get back up here for i am first and then followed by austin and then alex all right, I had my MVP as uh, I actually had it as Pikachu, because um, Pikachu beat himself. I think that's that was a pretty tough battle for Pikachu and to pull through like he did, and it was really cool with the tail. That's like the first time we see it. It's iconic, like you said, Austin. My LVP was the one who chose not to wake, Snorlax. I gave it to Snorlax. Oh. And then my quote comes from our champion Drake. And it's, well, Ash, so far you've beaten two of my Pokemon, but this time you don't stand a ghost of a chance. <laughs> this that's, conti- that's continuous with Drake, which I love. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You hated that, Austin? Uh, no, I loved it. You loved it? <laughs> I loved it. Because I can only think of the... I've seen a montage from Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series where they repeat every time they say a ghost of a chance. Really? That happens a lot in that series? Yes, huh. apparently. When are we going to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! again? Really? <laughs> Next April Fool's Day. Holy cow. It just started storming outside my house. 
poof. Oh yeah, I can hear it coming this way too. Yeah. It's Dragonite. It's Dragonite. Yep, we pissed it off. We didn't oh, listen. Oh boy. Didn't listen. Oh, that's it for me, Austin. You're uh, you're up. Oh me. Okay. My MVP will be Tauros. Oh no. Ha. <laughs> Tauros was so cute because it literally comes up to the screen with Muck and Kingler to talk to Ash on the phone. And then when Ash picks it, it he's so excited. He's like happy and like galloping in place. And I don't know. He just seems so happy to be there. This is also the first time we've seen Tauros as like an individual character. As opposed to the th- 30. Yes. Yeah. LVP. Um, I'm going to give it to Drake, because I, I feel like he's not trying very hard. <laughs> he's, he kind of sucks. <laughs> Ash sweeps him, and I don't like it. Well, he, so you think he, he's tired of being champion, and he's just trying to get out of this situation? He's done. He's just like, this is boring as shit. He doesn't care. I don't think that's necessarily true. Sorry to play devil's advocate here. I think that he's just, he knows that he can afford to, like, like, all this is child's play. Whatever, kid. You know, you think you win, but he, Dragonite is his, like, ace in the hole, so... Well, then he's being unfair to his other Pokemon who aren't Dragonite, so he gets LVP for that. Okay. Uh, my quote will be uh, the announcer saying, It seems that Ketchum's Pikachu just doesn't have the knack for playing the field as Pikachu falls. Oh. Oh. All right. Um, This is tough because... I had MVP as Tauros, but I don't know who to pick now. Let's start with LVP. I'm going to give it to Ash, just because I feel like he was kind of slacking during those those battles. Like, I feel like he could have... We were just complimenting him about how good of a strategy Ash did great. In my notes, I say Ash is doing fantastic. Second half... Okay. In the second half, I 100% agree. He got a lot better. In this first half, I think he's still suffering from stand there and do nothing while your Pokemon are, like, getting pummeled into oblivion. He There's a lot of dead air on Ash's side for a lot of this mm. beginning battle. Like, instead of calling out strategies, making things happen, he doesn't. He just stands there. First half, Ash sucks. Yeah, first half, Ash in the first half, not my favorite. My opinions will change when we talk about the second half, and I will get into more detail. MVP is... Shit. I don't know now. The um, person who carved the Dragonite statue. That was a hell of a <laughs> statue, right? Honestly, they might get LVP because there was just way too many Dragonite statues. They were all over the place. That guy made a lot of money, though. Um, I will, I'll just give it to the tour guide. He was nice. He gave us, like, exposition <laughs> and stuff. I don't know. He was nice. <laughs> He's got that little, uh, what do they call it? The bolero ties. It looked like a pokeball. That was cute. Yeah. Him. Badge guy. Why not? <laughs> and the quote I will pick for today is... Okay, when Misty and Ash are in the Pokemon Center, Snorlax is sleeping. Misty goes, maybe you should have tried to wake up Snorlax before we got to the Pokemon Center. And Ash says, well, thanks for your advice, but what I need it, I'll ask for it. He's being a little All butthole. Right. I don't know. Being a little butthole. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready to continue this journey with the next episode? Not for my amazing summary. Oh, wait, I forgot. Can I add one thing? Yes. Go for it. Sorry, one of the other more concise reasons as to why I gave LBP for Ash. This is why. It's because of that beginning luck bullshit he was talking about with Tracy. Do you guys remember that? Yes. When he picked Tauros and he's like, Tracy's like, oh, beginner's luck. And Ash is like, yeah, beginner's luck. I'm like, Ash, you're way too far advanced for this beginner's luck shit to be a factor for you. Like... We gotta have a strategy. 
This is the same Ash who used Krabby in spite of Misty saying, don't use Krabby. And Krabby swept the entire match, evolved, and like, I don't know, punched God in the face (laughs) in that battle. So I can't fault him for going for that again. But it's an old, tired strategy. He can't rely on that when he's in the big leagues. That's just, no. This ain't the big leagues. This is Bush League. This is the Orange Island. This is Nowheresville. Who cares? This is the Miners. <laughs> this is like the Miners of the Miners. This is like stick The Farm ball. League. Yep. Stickball. This is like uh, Simon Birch baseball. Little oh kids. my god. All right. All right. <laughs> Delia's in the audience in a stray hyper being mows her down. Could you imagine? Holy crap. <laughs> that, it's amazing how safe those facilities are with the like stray fire that comes off these Pokemon matches. Well, in Galar, we see the the magical force fields that they finally implement. I don't think this is even televised. This isn't even on, like, ESPN4. It's nothing. (laughs) This is like the local... No, there is no film crew there. That's right. There's no film crew. This isn't even, like, being recorded. This isn't being filmed. That's so sad. This is nothing. (laughs) Dang, you're so critical of this. Okay. I think this... (laughs) I'm not critical. I'm pointing out facts. All right. Now, Austin's got the right attitude for this. Ash shouldn't be satisfied when in the Orange League. Okay, we got bigger fish to fry here. Okay? Golly, we we came 16th in the Pokemon League or whatever. Barely even made it in the door. And then we're happy we win this? No, it's not where it ends. It's right out. We gotta go to Johto. We gotta get get more. Gotta go to Johto to get better. Okay. (laughs) We gotta get more. Oof. All right. Sorry. All right. Enter, Go on. Enter the Dragonite is this episode. All righty. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Lapras and Gengar are double knocked out. Now the field is changed to a sandy desert battlefield. Um, Tauros uses Fisher, but it's worthless um, against Venusaur. And then Venusaur fires a solar beam. And now it's Bulbasaur versus Electabuzz. And Bulbasaur takes some shit, but he doesn't lose. And now it's Charizard versus Electabuzz, and Charizard wins. And then um, Dragonite beats Charizard, and then all the other Pokemon. But Pikachu manages to save the day by using Thunder, and Ash wins the trophy. Yeah, I mean, that was a great summary. That basically, (laughs) well, I mean, like a summary, right? Not a full view of the episode. That's basically what happens here. I feel like with this episode, it's you kind of have to watch it to really grasp what it what it is here because it's a whole bunch of visual and battles and i can call out the moves but i mean you kind of need to see them and how they're fighting and grunting and it's really hard to talk about it with it's it's that kind of episode you know we've had these before i've been dreading this day when we get to the (laughs) battles and it's like how do we recap this yeah um like i said austin you took more in-depth notes than i did because i really just wrote what the battle was and who won can I just jump in, like, real quick? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, start. okay, starting off, well, first of all, Team Rocket is there. And they're they're cute because they're watching from the stands. That's nice. Supportive Team Rocket. Yeah, and they come in later, which is dumb. Well, but, pff, they got to appear. But yeah. I kind of like this. So this, like, Austin, you kind of mentioned um, in the last half, this is sort of where we kind of get the mark of, like, Ash becoming, like, his signature using the environment to his advantage, and I really appreciate that. I love it. I love it when they go all in on that stuff. The sand desert field thing that he uses to Tauros' advantage, like, 
Fissure doesn't work, but he uses the sandy field later in a in an interesting way, but ultimately manages to like well, I don't know, Venusaur was like in the air and then fired off a solar beam like from upside down. That was interesting. That's what I'm saying. It looked <laughs> this is a how do you guys feel? Is this the greatest battle episode we've had up to this point? Up to this uh, point. Yeah. Up to this point. Up to this point. Uh, undoubtedly, yes. That's there's a lot of cool stuff that happens here. Um, like with the Venusaur like doing a kind of like a side backflip and then shooting through its back. It's cool stuff. It, you just got to kind of see it because <laughs> not, we're not going to do it justice at all. I mean, it's very constrained. It's 1999 or 2000 animation. Like, yeah. And they're super low budget, but they're doing what they can. They do. I think they do with what they've got to work with. It's very well done. Um, let's see, we'll get into this because this is a straight battle episode. I mean, it's Ash is going for the title. We're picking up where we last left off. Like Austin said, Lapras and Gengar, they both pass pass out. Um, I guess the rule is that when Ash loses three Pokemon, or is it Drake? Whoever loses three Pokemon first. Drake lost three Pokemon. Ash has lost one because Drake is a really shitty trainer. Yeah, Drake's lost three. And I guess the rule is when one trainer loses three Pokemon, you get a new field. And we get Venusaur versus Tauros. Tauros, I'm just that Tauros beats Venusaur. Venusaur does a lot of cool moves, especially with the backside flip solar beam through his back but it's just not enough we get Tauros that winds up beating Venusaur are there any other highlight moves you guys want to throw in there or is that basically it that was cool I mean I liked when he does his like throws him into the air kind of move and then yeah he throws him in the air visualize that <laughs> then that happens okay so now now Drake's lost four and Ash has lost one because Drake sucks this is like setting up for some battles in the games, because a lot I feel like a lot of battles in the games go like this. Especially the Cynthia battle. I know we keep talking about that one, but this is how exactly it went for me. Next, we get Electabuzz and Bulbasaur. They fight each other. And this, this time, actually, Bulbasaur loses. This is how Ash is down, down to two Pokemon. Drake has lost four. This was bullshit. Okay, Alex, yeah. you want to say it too? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to like say with the type matchup, why do they keep insisting that grass types are somehow like super effective against electric because ash keeps saying like grass types are gonna mow down electric types i'm like what the hell ash like not really (laughs) they resist it yeah but grass resists electric but grass is not super effective against electric pokemon they just wanted to get a pun in there mow them down yeah mow them down Uh, when you mow the grass the mat the grass warns the other grass (laughs) <laughs> that's what those things in the Venusaur episode earlier was when they spore out that's what it was it's a warning so what were you gonna say what i mean electabuzz ultimately beats bulbasaur but no he doesn't what because bulbasaur gets hit and the judge is like bulbasaur is out get off the field and i'm like okay bulbasaur is still like fine i mean maybe was it for safety it was for safety right they thought he just took too much he seemed fine to me he didn't have the swirlies in his eyes. None of them did. I mean, okay. Oh, really? Ditto had the X's, so I guess Ditto was, like, really dead. But um, the others <laughs> really didn't. Dead. <laughs> He's really gone. Yeah, when it's the swirls, that are, they're knocked out. But when they're X's, I mean, you're you're dead, man. Dead as a doornail. Yeah, that is cartoon logic. Yeah. Did any of the others? I don't think Gengar or anybody else had the swirly eyes. I just think Bulbasaur, he was still on all fours and his eyes were open. I think he was fine. He was in the yellow. I think he could have gotten up a little bit. Yeah, that was bullshit. This judge was like, Drake is losing too bad. He's the unbeatable Drake. We can't have this happen. Bulbasaur, you're out. 
Throw in and then the Drake's match. trying to lose, and the ref won't let him. Maybe Drake's there on some kind of like contract or something like that that he has to battle. We can't lose him. We can't lose him. Mm. So Austin, you call BS on this one with Bulbasaur losing. Okay. Well, the good thing is Ash gets revenge for this Bulbasaur because Charizard comes out next, and Charizard's listening now. We have fantastic Charizard, and he burns Electabuzz to a crisp. Basically, it looks like in Game of Thrones when uh, Daenerys burns, uh, what's his oh name? Oh, my God. The eunuch guy, Varys, this is his name. Ugh. Basically, there's nothing left of Electabuzz. Damn, the way they did Varys in the show was bullshit. It was, it was really bad. I felt bad for him. Side topic, there's a video of him throwing the script away during the final reading because he hated it so but much. The actor? So. Yeah, the actor in the reading room. I mean, he throws it away. <laughs> so. Honestly, I couldn't believe that because I couldn't believe. I mean, spoiler alert. It, but the way they did Varys and wrote his character out of the show was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like somebody framed him or something or he had to like take the fall for something. I can't. Oh, God. No, I, I just watched this. So this is how I know. He was writing to the other kingdoms that John was the rightful heir to the throne and put the message out there. What's his name? Tyrion finds out and then turns Varys in and then Daenerys oh, burns him alive. Well, that's because, okay, you're right. Well, that's because at the at that point, he realized that she was going insane, right? Yeah, she's going insane. And yeah. so he was like, shit, I got to step in and do something here. So I think he was in the right. She was just nuts. She was nuts. Is this the last season? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Game of Thrones. The more I hear about it, the less I think of it. It was good up until the end when then they wrote, which this is, I wholeheartedly believe the whole thing of like, you know, George gave the script to them and it was like a test run. Like, hey, do this ending. Like, that's the true ending. But now he's like backtracking and saying, oh, no, no, no. That was just for the show. The real ending in the books is going to be different if I ever finish writing the books. (laughs) The way they did the show. I mean, that was bullshit. It was good up until the end. Uh, Where were we? Charizard beats Electabuzz. We cleared that hurdle right? we all love electa buzz oh i'm sorry we're not there yet <laughs> <laughs> alex i'm so excited i'm so not i hate casey ah. oh she's com- she's like literally a few episodes away Fuck. okay <laughs> here we go so we all love electa buzz but electa buzz gets charred to a crisp uh. now here we go uh drake's down to his final Ooh. pokemon right here and i was like really shocked when this happened he calls out dragonite I didn't see you, this coming. You were shocked by this? Yeah, Couldn't I didn't have see seen this it coming. coming. The special <laughs> Pokeball around the necklace on the neck. Did Ash even see this coming? And he's shocked by every little thing. Did he know that Dragonite was coming? Or was he like, oh my god. Didn't Ash say, like, I knew it. I'm like, yeah, no shit, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, well, the, the badge guy at the beginning said, oh yeah, Drake's Dragonite. Like, he fucking knew that he had a Dragonite. Don't pretend like you are surprised. This is great. I knew it dragon versus dragon ash uses his amazing deductive reasoning to conclude that dragonite will be the final pokemon for drake and he's right dragonite comes out here and like this is like fighting the final league champion in a game because you got your pokemon and they'll have them at like level 40 45 somewhere in there and then they throw out their number six pokemon usually last sometimes earlier and it's like level 62 or like 65 especially in gold when you go fight Red at the very end, and he's got, like, level 70 Pokemon, then he throws out, like, his final Pokemon's a 95 uh, Pikachu. I mean, that's exactly what this is like. And Dragonite goes off, okay? He headbutts Charizard right off the bat and knocks him out. 
this is very Dark Souls, you died. And it's like one after the other. <laughs> it is. It is. It's basically, Ash is just setting up obstacles. This is, he uses a good strategy here, I feel like. So, Dragonite beats Charizard. And then he sees actual how powerful Dragonite is. And then he just starts, like, sacrificial lamb all his Pokemon. Like, we're going to throw them out there. They're going to tire them out. Hopefully, by the time I get to my last one, I'm able to defeat it. Did you guys feel? It's like a more of attrition now. I just felt really bad for Charizard. This poor baby. He just got completely obliterated. It was so sad. <laughs> oh, God. There was a couple. I don't know. It, nothing ever tops the Golisopod pre-Marina fight for me and how horrible that was. But Charizard got choked out by Dragonite at one point and then slammed on the ground. So I was like, ooh. Yeah, he got, it's like a reverse seismic toss. Like seismic toss is how Dragon, Charizard beats Electabuzz. Then it just gets reversed. But this is it. Like, it's instant, though. Charizard goes out there. Dragonite gets called. It's over. Next battle, Squirtle goes out there. Dragonite just railroads him. Just shocking. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Real shocking. Squirtle lost? Oh, my God. <laughs> like I said, the strategy here is to tire out Dragonite is what it seems like. And, of course, um, we're in this really cool battle here. It's really kind of high tense, especially if you're young watching it. You're probably on the edge of your seat. Then freaking Team Rocket's got to come in and just disrupt the momentum that we, I mean, that we had going here. And what do they do? They try to capture Dragonite with a net. Dragonite uses some of its energy to throw the net away, and he just kills Team Rocket. Now, my opinion with this, what happened here is Dragonite used so much energy to get out of Team Rocket that this is why what happens next happens. I disagree. But I think this is just desserts for the time that Team Rocket kidnapped Ash for fighting Richie. You think? Oh, oh. yeah, we had <laughs> karma. It's evening out. <laughs> the was... universe is coming into balance. Wasn't that when he he got held up over and over again, and then finally like commandeers their balloon and flies into the stage at like the very last minute? Yeah, and Pidgeotto like collapses. That was so sad. And and nobody like no police like jumped in like oh my god son what happened like. Who did this he's to you? None of that. Beaten and battered, and yeah. they're just like, oh, I guess he's here. Yeah, go check out our Richie episode for a detailed analysis of that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that should be its own separate episodes. Just the saga of Richie. Ugh. We're going to see Richie sooner than you think. Oh, no. In manga form. Oh. Maybe he'll be better in manga form. I'm not 100% against that. Maybe he has a redeeming chance. I guess we'll find out. Austin's not looking too happy about it though, so I don't. I don't think he's oh, sorry. even better. I w- I was associating again. What? Oh, <laughs> Tauros, <laughs> the stun spore detour. <laughs> <laughs> Tauros was there, Jacob. Yes, Tauros was yes, there. Yes, Tauros is there. He didn't get stunned by stun spore though. He just gets hyper beamed by Dragonite here. Body slammed. Body slammed. I mean, there's a lot of like one shot KOs going on here. I mean, it's like one comes after the other. I no, I mean this kind of we were talking about this a little bit earlier. This was a cool aspect, you know, Ash using the environment to his um advantage. He tells Tauros to basically brace for impact. Dragonite's flying in for like a body slam and Ash is like, "Stay there, Tauros." And everybody's like, "What the hell is Ash doing? Has he lost his mind?" And Tauros is able to take the the body slam because he uses the sand as like a cushion. I thought that was interesting. Still loses, though. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, but... It was a cool moment, but it, there wasn't any follow-up to it. But it's the wider implication, like you said. It's the beginning of that whole, like, Ash using his environment and physics that could never happen in the, in the game. 
you know, using your environment, the sand, blah, blah, blah. I appreciate that. It's cool. Yeah, he does a good job. And plus, with that, like, using the sand as kind of like a shield, in a way, Ash is making it tough for Dragonite. Like, he knows he's outmanned and outmatched here. So every time he goes out there, he tries to make it as tough as possible because he's just trying to do what, like, we do in the games, drain the Pokemon. Like, make it run out of PP or whatever on a certain move that it has that's destroying you. So you just keep using max revives over and over again to win the battle. So Ash is, like I said, it's an attrition war going on here. Yeah, um, sorry, never forget that, and I know this hasn't happened yet, but never forget that one time that Ash was using, I think it was Corefish, and Corefish got confused, and he call, recalls Corefish, and then immediately sends Corefish back out again. <laughs> Wasn't it Corefish? I swear to God. It was Corefish. That was the greatest F.U. I've ever seen in the anime. I was like, that's, that is blatant cheating. What does that have to do with anything? But okay. Like uh, what Jacob was saying, you know, Ash, you know, doing these these different things, trying to like, it was, you know, kind of like use the max revives and get to the end and outlast the other Pokemon. I mean, it was that, I don't know, it just triggered my mind. Doing bullshit to win. Yeah, that's basically what it is. He just fools around to win. Like Taurus loses. We already established that. And we're down to one Pokemon each, right? We got Pikachu and Dragonite left. And we're really putting emphasis on the fact that Dragonite is very tired, like He's heavy breathing at the start of this battle. Pikachu looks okay from being beaten earlier, but Dragonite really is huffing and puffing and looks like he's about to go down. Ash uses that to his advantage and kind of uses Pikachu's speed to go at Dragonite to outwit him. And eventually they butt heads together and and Pikachu just unleashes a massive Thundershock attack. Thunder. Like Uh, (laughs) ACDC. Thunder. (laughs) Put that in there. Good God. Why? My rendition was so good. There's no need for it. That's true. You do sound like that guy. I thought we weren't singing anymore on this podcast. You speak for yourself. I'm, I'm bringing it back. Okay. Yeah, and then Thundershocks, and then this knocks out a tired Dragonite that was probably about to die anyway. So, good for you, Ash. And he wins. Hey, <laughs> Ash wins a league. He's done something with his life, right? Yeah, the shittiest league in the world. You're not proud of our boy? Okay, I actually am proud of our boy a little bit. I thought you were an Ash stan, and here you are ripping him down. Okay, I actually did like this a lot. The announcer loses his fucking mind. Oh my god. The challenger <laughs> wins the match! The challenger wins the match! The challenger wins the match! Uh, everyone's shocked. <laughs> Literally, that's a shocked. Hey, that's pretty ah. good. Hey. Ah. Again, I consider this to be like a nothing match within the world of Pokemon. But up to this point, it's Ash's greatest accomplishment. And he did it pretty, you know, competently. He did he pretty much kicked ass. Um and the triumphant music is playing and there's a trophy and Ash and all his Pokemon leave their footprints in a little concrete slab. Great moment for everyone. Hooray. I was proud It makes you feel good. Yeah, it makes you feel good and proud. Like I said, there's a little trophy. I mean there's there's good stuff happening here. How important it is is the question. Or will people even remember it is the question. This was a stepping stone. Let's say that. Yeah. That's why I said this should have been first. It's not a big deal. You know, let's go from here to the big leagues. This is kind of like a, this is a side quest in a game. Speak for yourself. Little victories, all that. This was just redemption for the whole Richie situation. Ugh. That's true. We had to throw throw Ash a bone here. This is a palate cleanser before we move on. Yeah, and this doesn't, <laughs> even, this doesn't even count. Like, I think there's a lot of debate uh, when, like, Ash 
I guess, does win a league later on. Maybe that happens. That's another whole group of bullshit yeah, right there. That's another. Everyone's like talking about how this is the first league victory. And then everyone points back to this, that this was his first victory. You got that's that's a thing, right? I'm not making that up. I'm not pulling that out of there. Yeah, but those people are wrong. This is not real. This is just. <laughs> what do you mean? Even not, not real. This isn't real. This is not a league victory. He it's beat one guy. It's still real to me, damn it. Oh, he beat four <laughs> people and then Drake. He shot some soda cans off of table. He almost died climbing, like, Mount Kilimanjaro over there and then, like, died. So, you this know. This wasn't for nothing. Yeah, he, like, and he had to put up with the bull. I don't know. I feel like he it's a victory even more so than what the Indigo League could be because he had to put up with fucking Danny and Rudy. I mean, come on. That's a testament to the character. Okay, but I think this doesn't count as an official league victory because it's not a league. It is a league. It's the it's Orange League. It's a dude. League. Here's the determining factor. All right. In later episodes, does Ash go up and introduce himself as an Orange League champion? Not once. Okay. Okay, there you go. All right. If you know that if it was important, Ash would be shouting that from, from mountaintops to every. He would be part of his introduction. Um, Ash Ketchum, winner of the Orange League, like it would be like a title bestowed to him. Well, that's kind of like narcissistic, isn't it? Hi, I'm Ash, winner of the Orange League. Hi, I'm Ash. That's a, you, are we, we're talking about the same Ash here, right? I mean, he's always saying I'm Ash from Pallet Town, but like you know. And I'm the best trainer ever, or I'm going to be the Pokemon master. Okay. I don't consider this an official league victory, and I think no one else should. <sighs> All right, fine. I say good for Ash. Good for Ash. He won the backyard baseball game. God, you're just going all in on this. <laughs> I'm having fun, okay? <laughs> I think we're... Okay, that's fine. We we agree to disagree on the significance of the Orange League. The insignificance of the Orange League. Okay. It's still a win. Still a win, and Ash got some experience. Exactly. It's a stepping stone. Sure. I think we agree. I think I'm just louder. Okay, that's fine. I see where you're coming from. He keeps his trophy on the shelf. That's enough for me. There you go. The audience, you let us know in the comments if you think this is a real <laughs> league. Why or are we sitting bullshit. here? Oh, we're just like in a stunned silence. <laughs> <laughs> How do you follow that? I don't know. God damn, we're not we're on to Johto now. Ah, no, we got we got fillers before that. But it's yeah, happening. It's the bridge to Johto. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We got it to Johto. Yeah. Right? Hey. All right. Our MVP or LVP in our quotes. Austin. Austin, you're taking the lead, followed by myself, and then Alex. Last again. Ugh. Tell me if this should be LVP. Tracy. This is his one and only time being <laughs> a lead coach. Tracy. <laughs> Missy didn't say a fucking word the entire time. Tracy was screaming at Ash the entire match. Ash, you need to do this. Ash, he's gonna do that. Ash, listen to me. Ash, it's me, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. Does he get the LVP for being a dirty cheater? Or does he get MVP for following the rules that Ash is allowed to have people screaming at him from the sidelines? I don't like the fact that he's allowed to be coached during an official match. I, I hate that aspect of it. I think that's stupid, and that's another stupid handicap that Ash gets, even though Tracy isn't really that, like, good at giving advice. But, I mean, like, if it's, like, a boxing match, you're allowed to have coaches on the side. If the coach just stood there and said nothing the entire boxing match, people would be pissed and say that's a shitty coach. But okay. at least Tracy's trying. I agree, but I think in this scenario, Ash is the coach. 
and the Pokemon are the boxer. That's true too. There's another. There's a third layer. Right? I don't think the coach gets a coach. <laughs> there's a third layer. The coach is coaching the. Co- well, it's like in football. There's that. You know, the assistant coach coaches the coach. Yeah. And the co- yeah. Coaches the players. Yeah, but no one. But no one else has an assistant coach. But Ash. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's a stupid handicap. Uh, I'm just gonna give Tracy LVP for because he's not here for much longer. Let's I mean, give him that. he didn't even really say anything like super helpful. Like at least with Brock, you know, saying shit from the sidelines, like, "Oh, Ash, you know, is it obvious stuff?" Yes, but it's actually helpful. What was Tracy over there yelling like, "Oh no, Ash, that's a bad move," or whatever the fuck? I'm like, okay, that's not like helping. Okay, I'll, I'll give him LVP for that because he was very much like soccer mom. Like, <laughs> get the ball in the net. Like, th- okay, thanks, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the whole point of the game. Yeah, knock the Pokemon out. Okay. There yeah, we go. sure. So you get LVP for being worthless and for letting the power get to his headbanded head. It was squeezing his brain stem too tightly. <laughs> MVP. <laughs> I'll give it to Ash. Oh, yay. Because he won. He won that insignificant league. It was an insignificant league, but he still won. <laughs> it it would have been worse. We can put it this way. It would have been worse if he lost. Because then he's not even good enough to win some stupid side league. So there you That's go. That's true. That's a good point. If he had lost, I think this would have been the end of Ash. He would have gone home. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even beat the Orange League. Yep. GS ball just gets thrown in the ocean. Which we're still with that, by the way. We still have the GS ball. We forgot all about oh, that's that. Right. But... I forgot about that. My quote will be... Actually, I'm going to do a sentimental quote. And this is part of the reason why Ash gets MVP. Oh, damn it. That's probably going to be my quote. Oh, damn it. Do you want it? Is it about uh, another character we don't see? No. Okay, go for it. Okay. Drake says, after Ash wins, you're a great Pokemon trainer. And Ash says, because I have great Pokemon. Aww. And you know what? After all these episodes of Ash being a little shit and not giving them the credit and the love that they deserve for what they do for him, this was a nice moment. Like, genuinely. For him to finally state outright, I'm guiding them, but they're the real stars. He's learning, right? Yeah. That's what we're doing here. Yep. Side, Just a little side thought about that. I, he redeemed himself with that statement because for a hot minute, like after Pikachu won against Dragonite, Ash was like, Pikachu, you're the best, you know? And then he's like cuddling with him. And I'm like, Ash, what about all your other Pokemon that just like busted their asses trying to get you to this point? And then he comes, I was like, okay, mm, that's not a good look, Ash. And then he, he comes back and redeems himself with that. He's like, my Pokemon are the best. So I was like, okay, maybe acceptable. Cool. Still yep. Pikachu favoritism, though, so. You gotta have the mascot win it, right? Ugh. That's the thing. The only mascot you have beso- until the game you're playing comes out, Alex. There you go. You know what? It could have been a Clefairy. At one point, it almost was. Could you imagine? Clefairy would not have won the, won the Orange League. No. no. <laughs> Just saying. It would have been trying a, to go back to the, to the moon. In our Bernstein, Bernstein Bears timeline, in the alternate timeline, it was Clefairy. I will start off by giving my MVP to the announcer. Fuck! <laughs> 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 Shit, that was what I was going to do. Just for getting into it, like Austin said. Uh. Gets into it. It's good comp. We actually, I'll tell you this. The commentators of like the league, and even this, even though it's small time, they are pretty good. Like I enjoy the the commentators of the leagues and stuff like that. I feel like they they get really into it. Like you feel like you're almost there. It's really cool. And for my LVP, of course, I got to give it to Team Rocket. All of them for just showing up. Why even be here? Really pointless, and it really ruins the momentum that we had going with this great battle. And 
My quote is a callback, and I mentioned this to another character. It's after yeah. Ash wins the trophy. Uh. He just goes, just wait until Brock hears about this. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Good for you, Ash, remembering Brock. And Brock's not going to care, right? Like, Brock's going to be like, with Orange League. Aren't Brock knows that the Orange League just, like, nothing. But, hey, at least he's happy to share it with him, right? Keeping your friends in your memory. Good for you, Ash. All right, Alex. All right, well, you ruined my whole plan take MVP for announcer but okay let's start out with LVP again I'm gonna give it to Dragonite for knowing 10 moves yeah that was some bullshit bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I looked it up because like between this episode and the last one because he kept calling out moves you know he was like you know hyper beam body slam thunderbolt you know all this stuff and I'm like okay that's that seems like a lot Hmm, you know but then I looked it up that Pokemon knows 10 moves. Agility, Thunderbolt, like, all kinds of shit. Ice Beam. I'm like, oh my god. So I don't know how that's possible, but I think that's kind of cheating, so. No wonder Drake doesn't train his other Pokemon. Yeah, he relies too damn much on one Pokemon. That's like when you're playing the game and you go through and you just use, like, your starter the whole time. It's, like, level 100 and the rest are, like, level 5. Um, well, originally I was gonna give my MVP to the announcer, but I can't do that. Um, I'll give it to Charizard. You already did an MVP. No, that was LVP. Oh, that was sorry. Was that her, I, I stole. I stole her MVP. So she... we need to change MVP LVP to something else so we know which one's which. Because sometimes I get confused. Sorry. No, LVP Dragonite for knowing for cheating the game with a game shark and knowing ten moves, and then L- or MVP for Charizard because why not? Dragon versus Dragon, he did his best, and he listened to Ash, and then he the way he got like taken down was pretty sad. And then, let's see the quote. So, I really appreciated the announcer. You know I love a good alliteration, always. <laughs> so, the one time where he's like, it was Tauros versus Venusaur, I think, and the announcer goes, Tauros again leads off with a frightening fissure attack, but this time the fissure fizzled out and the sandy surface sucked up the shock and Ketchum's got himself one stunned steed. And I was There's like... There's no lip flap, so they can do whatever the hell they I want. I know, it yeah. was amazing. <laughs> and then there, like, he goes on to say, he's like, when Electabuzz beats Tauros, he's like, the question is, will Ash stick with the beefy battler or is Tauros too tuckered to unplug Electabuzz? I'm like, you stop that. <laughs> it was so good. It was. Like I said, the the commentators are really awesome. Oh my god, and did you- I have to say this part too. Did you catch when he freaking obliterated Ash, um, when he was throwing shade about his Pokemon not being evolved? What did he say? That was good. Oh with my Charizard. god! Yeah, with Charizard. He's like, when Elect- okay, so Electabuzz beats Bulbasaur and then he calls out Charizard. And the announcer says, a wise move as Ash chooses Charizard, the only fully evolved Pokemon in this plucky youngster's Uh, arsenal. I was like, holy shit, the shade. That's awesome. (laughs) At least they're like, recognize it. Like, we've been saying this forever. Yeah, damn, evolve your Pokemon and make them learn something other than water gun and bubble. Come on. And tackle. That wins in the Orange League, though. So, hey, what what can we say? Weak game for Ash. Any more thoughts? Again with this episode, Enter the Dragonite. We're running long. It was good. I liked it. Second half was better. Yeah, second half was better. What do you got, Austin? What's on the menu for next week? Next week, we got Viva Lost Labyrinth and the Underground Roundup. The Underground Roundup? Okay. Cool deal. I asked Leslie if she wanted to be on the Lapras episode, and she said no. Aw. Well, she should reconsider. 
we'll have to negotiate our contract. She's demanding <laughs> a lot of money. She doesn't go out for any small-time fee. Like, she wouldn't even bother showing up to the Orange League. It's too small-time. Well, no one right. shows up for the Orange League. That's true, too, yeah. Board people do. They probably give away tickets. It's probably free. They were mm. free. They said admittance oh. is free. Oh, okay, there you go, then. That's awesome. There you go. That shows you how it is. We'd like to say thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, the handle is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as this journey continues.